guys. I am so glad to be back another week. Welcome back to Allison Unfiltered. Uh, some crazy things have been happening today. Um, gosh, where do I even begin? Well, first of all, I want to talk about last week. We were talking about the 19 hard things. I'm just going to jump right into this. Um, we were talking about the 19 hard things and... I think this is just such a great reminder, even for me, that I can do the hard things, right? Uh, I was up in, I flew to New Hampshire this last week and spent a little bit of time with my cousin and uh, her two-month, almost three-month-old baby. And, oh my gosh, I got the best baby snuggles. Oh, I just call myself the baby snuggler. And it's, it's so funny, you know, because I've always been comfortable around babies. I always babysat. I worked in a daycare with zero to six month olds when I was in high school. And so babies are just easy for me. I'm just comfortable. I don't care if they cry. It doesn't stress me out really, um, unless I can't figure out what's wrong with them. But uh, she was just like, how did you get her out of the bathtub without screaming? And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm the baby whisperer. I mean, whatever. Um but it's fun. It's fun to be able to do that and know that I'm just at ease. We were at a restaurant one night <clears throat> while we were there. And this guy was like, I have to ask, how old is she? And I looked at my cousin, Ashley, and I was like, "How? she's like three months now, right? And she's like, yeah. I was like, I had to ask her because I'm not the mom. He goes, oh, you're not the mom? I'm like, no. And he's like, I thought you were her mom because you're so comfortable with her. And I was like, no, I just like, I'm just, I just like to snuggle the babies. Um, she also has two other sons, uh, Asher and Archie, and they are, oh my gosh, they're the best little boys ever. And her husband, Andy, I love him to pieces. I made him banana pudding while I was there and, um, and the kids loved it and we had a good time. Y'all, there's so much. We were in Stratham, Stratham, New Hampshire, but like I went to three states in three different days. Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Maine. That's crazy that they're all close together. Like you could never do that in Texas. It's like a hundred hours to everywhere in Texas. So, um, but I got to see some really cool coastline um, that I've never seen before up on the East Coast and just the New England and the history. Oh my gosh, the history. If you haven't seen my Facebook, you should go check it out. Um, just the Allison Jed Damsko regular Facebook, go check it out and see, um, you know, all the things that we did. The history is crazy. One of the oldest graveyards in history. There were, there were gravestones from like 1600. And it's interesting that some people knew how to spell and some people didn't know how to spell, which is pretty typical, right? But there was one that says like, here lies the body, B-O-D-E-Y. And it was like, you could tell it was handwritten in that stone. Like, I mean, I can't imagine, like, you know, we have machinery that does that these days, but back then, you know, people did it. I don't even know how they did some of this stuff they did back then, but um, I tried my first lobster roll for the first time and I'm y'all, I'm such a picky eater. Like, I don't know what it was about the butter at that restaurant, but I did not like the butter. So I ate the lobster straight out of the bread. I did not eat the bread because it had that butter on it. And I did not dip my lobster in the butter because it didn't, it was just, I don't know. It was just weird. It was grody butter. I don't know what to say. I don't know if it's just different than Texas butter or what, but 
I can tell you this, we sure know how to cook better in the South. That is for sure. Like, like there's some things that they're really great at. One of those things is seafood. So I got to have some shrimp while I was there. I got to have some fresh uh, haddock, which haddock is one of my favorite fishes. Haddock, halibut, um, cod. Those are probably my favorite fish, right? You know, I love me some Long John Silver's Alaskan cod. That's the good stuff. But, um, but it was good and, and lobster and all the things. But y'all, that lobster roll, holy shit, it was $52 for a sandwich. And I know you only live once, right? Totally, you only live once. But $52 for a sandwich that I didn't even eat the bread on. Hmm. That was, that was a tough gig. But the french fries were good. And the calamari was really good. That was another thing I got to have and enjoy while I was there was some fresh calamari. Um, I also tried a bite of, and listen, I mean, like I, my six-year-old palate was, was tested for sure this last weekend. Um, I did try, my cousin ate nasty raw oysters, almost made me throw up watching her do it. She ate the nasty raw oysters in front of me. And then the guy brought us, uh, some fried oyster sliders to try. Once again, that butter was on that bread and I didn't even eat the bread. I mean, I guess that's the trick for me, right? I need to find out what kind of butter it is they use and put it on all the bread so I don't eat any of it at all. <laughs> that would be a great, that would be great. That'd be so great because uh, I freaking love bread. Um, but yeah, I mean, so much history there. We got to see so much. I got to see the... Oh, I'm going to say it wrong. The, I think it's the Nebels Lighthouse in Maine. Uh, we got to see Rye Beach, which was a coastline. Um, I got some just really cool pictures. My cousin got some really cool pictures out of me, like out on some rocks on a cliff. And I, she was like, she was like, well, did you want to go out further? Oh, no, here goes my nose again. She's like, do you, did y'all want to go out further? And I was like, mm, you know, I don't think so. I think I'm okay. She's like, I could totally get you out to those rocks over there. And I'm like, you know, I don't have such a hard time getting out to it, but then once I'm out at it and I realize where I am, that's when I start panicking to try to get back. Um, that's always my problem, right? I, I'm, I don't know how to get back as easy as I got to, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was good times that day. We saw some really cool stuff. And her sweet little boy, Asher, was in the back seat. You know, the Trolls movie came out and it's all in sync, right? And this this boy, this five-year-old, is sitting in the back seat in the third row of this Ford Explorer, singing his little heart out to, you're tearing up my heart. I mean, stop it, y'all. It was the cutest thing. And he was so worried that we were going to hear him he was so worried that we were going to hear him sing that he was like, don't, don't listen. Don't listen to me sing. So, um, yeah, my nose is just crazy, y'all. It's been crazy since I've been there. I'm sorry. I know that's kind of rude to, you know, clean my nose out with Kleenex, but at least I'm not picking my boogers. It could be worse, right? Um, gosh, it, you know, I'm so grateful for that experience. I'm so grateful to my cousin Ashley because um, we got to spend some really good girl time and go into some really cool shops, but y'all know about my Nana, right? And one of the things that, 
that we did, uh, we were like one of the first shops we came to was one with the name of Barrett and it was a jewelry shop. And, you know, my grandmother loved jewelry. Her last name's Barrett. Anyway, so there was that. And I was like, oh, Ashley, look, it's something Barrett. She's like, oh, that's awesome. And it was like initials, right? And my grandfather was like R.H. Barrett, but I can't remember the initials. And then we walked around the corner of this little, this little bakery that she wanted to go to and shut the front door. There are ginger jars in the front, like the blue and white old school ginger jars in the front window of this little bakery. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. First we see the, and, and that was what Nana was all about. Nana had the ginger jars all over her house. Um, that was just like her thing. So um, I even got my family some little ginger jar ornaments for their trees uh in memory of my grandmother so anyway just it was a cool trip we walked like three and a half miles that day um just checking out some bridges and the water and here's another crazy thing okay i don't ever talk about tugboats like the words tugboat are not in my vocabulary 99.9 percent .9 of the time of my life right so I'm on the plane on the way there and I watch them. I'm watching a movie and it's called She Came to Me. It was just one of the free American Airlines movies. And it had Marissa Torme and Anne Hathaway. And I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, crazy curly, dark brown hair, glasses, beard. Uh, and he's a dwarf, but I can't remember his name. Anyway. So I'm watching this movie and Marissa Torme just happens to be a, a tugboat captain in this movie. Okay. Once again, tugboats are not that I've just never, ever, ever talked about tugboats. So it was, it was interesting. So I watched this movie and then I'm with Ashley downtown and we're walking around. We were, we were in Portsmouth, Portsmouth. Do you have, do you say a Portsmouth or Portsmouth? Either way. We were walking like around the corner and she's like, hey, let's go look at the water and I can show you the tugboats. And I was like, what? This this can't be real. Like, I just watched a movie about tugboats. <laughs> How does that even happen? Right. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know, just the coincidences were kind of weird. And I'm one that I pay attention to those coincidences. So I'm like. I mean, I know I'm in Texas and there's no tugboats, but when I was driving home, one of the biggest fears I have, you know, if if you if you paid attention to some of my stories is um, a really bad accident I had on I-20 and we were supposed to get some like really serious, serious rain. And I. I think I sent Danny a text message because we were trying to figure out how I was going to get home, right? How I was going to drive through this rain. Um, and what, what was, what ended up happening is I chased the storm the whole way home. Like I was, I was, you know, 10 miles behind it the whole way home. So everywhere on the highway was wet, but there was no more rain, maybe a couple of sprinkles here and there. Um, so I prayed to God about that before I left and I actually had some people praying about it, uh, to help me, but yeah, um, deathly scared of driving in the rain on interstate 20 or any other, any interstate at high speeds. 
Um, I know there were a couple of times I was probably only going about 65, but it's okay. I let some people pass me. They were in a hurry, whatever. Um, but anyway, I sent Danny a message. He's like, well, how exactly are we going to get you home? I was like, I wish we had a tugboat. <laughs> so like, so like, I don't know, three times in three days, the words tugboat came out of my mouth. And, um, I was like, he was like, well, what the hell are we going to do with a tugboat? I was like, I don't know. We could like float it through the water, hook my car up to it and tug my car home. Cause he was trying to figure out how he could like van was where I was supposed to hit like most of the big weather. And he was trying to figure out like who he could call to drive him to van to meet me there so that he could drive me home the rest of the way. And I could lay in the floorboard. <laughs> because that's pretty much how that goes um but yeah I got home safe everything was good I got to go see um Gage and Brayden and Iris and Toothless and all the all the animals in Forest and um Piper and all the animals that I love so much I got to see them Gage said something to me today speaking of and he just said he said I'm just he said he was kind of struggling with being gone just because he's like, he was just having a moment and he needed his mom and I wasn't there. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, break my heart. I'm always there, kid. Right. I'm always here for you. I'm like a phone call away. You only live six minutes away from me. But it's also not the same as just being home with your mom. So I don't know. That made my heart sad for him, but smile for me to know that. Uh, to know that I'm needed. So anyway, that's a little update of everything that's been going on. Uh, I will fill you in on, I want to talk about the 19 hard things I do to be successful. I think those are, those are important pieces. Um, last week we talked about number one, I make the call that I'm afraid to make. Yeah, I just totally jumped right from one thing to another. Danny's probably rolling his eyes right now when he's, when he's catching this edit. Um, but I make the call I'm afraid to make. Yeah, for sure. Right. And then number two is that we're going to talk about today is I get up earlier than I want to get up. Man, that's a, that's a tough one, right? For a long time, I was such a night owl, like such a night owl, such a night owl. And I want to go back to something that, um, there was a quote that says, life is easy when you live it the hard way and hard when you live it the easy way. And it's so true, right? Um, the 19 hard things is uh, David John Kay. He's the one who came up with these. So I want to make sure he gives, I give credit to that. I'm not trying to copyright anything um, or steal anything, but these things have helped me. So number two is I get up earlier than I want to get up. And that got to me thinking like, okay, why do I get up earlier than I want? Why do I, I work from home every day. I don't have to be anywhere most mornings. So why the hell do I set an alarm at 7am and make sure I get my ass out of bed? Well, because I want to exercise, because I want to have time before everybody else's day starts to take care of me, right? And a couple of years ago when I was going to our gym, I would get up at like 4.30 in the morning, 4.45 in the morning to be able to be at the gym by 5.30. 
that's kind of huge, right? So I get up earlier than I want to get up. Nobody wants to get up at 4.45 in the morning. But I do these things so that I'm successful with what I'm trying to accomplish in life. So get your ass out of bed. If you feel like you should start walking or doing something to take care of yourself, go to bed earlier. And like, even you could even set it. I've heard Darren Hardy say that if you just go to bed 10 minutes earlier for a week and then 10 minutes earlier for the next week and then 10 minutes earlier, like you've you, within three weeks, you've given yourself 30 extra minutes of sleep, right? And you can get up early. There's a book called uh, The 5 a.m. Club. I wasn't, I don't know, I'm not a 5 a.m. club girl, right? I read the book. I tested out the process. And I think to a degree it was okay, but I have enough alone time during the day that I don't need to get up at 5 a.m. to have alone time, right? To have time with, you know, just myself and spending time with God and, and all the things. So the 5 a.m. thing, that doesn't work for me unless I got to be somewhere, right? But also what I know when I first started working Zingular, this business, oh, and I'm just going to plug this anyway because I can. It's my podcast. Uh, we just, speaking of Zingular, we just dropped and launched uh, GLPX. It is an alternative, a natural alternative to the shots out there. Um I'm excited about it. We're the first company to come out with it. And it's going to help your body naturally boost your GLP-1 hormone, which is what helps you with weight loss and balancing sugars and all the things. And it has some crazy good ingredients in it that have been clinically tested. Whew, we got to give it 90 days, though. We got to give it 90 days to get in our system at work. I started mine two days yesterday uh, so far. No side effects, no nothing. But what I did notice is I didn't really have any cravings and I wasn't even really that hungry. So that was nice. It was nice. I'm excited about this. I really am. I think it's going to be innovative and I think it's going to help so many people. And even if like you're someone that's on the semaglutide shots, like when you come off of those, you're going to gain your weight back. And that's the studies they've shown. Um, you know, Dr. Casey Vaughn is on our team. She is a... Um, she teaches pharmacists how to be pharmaceutical pharmacists. So she's a she has a doctorate in pharmaceuticals. Um, smart girl. But she said what they've seen, number one, is that uh, all these people have uh, a majority of the people have gained their weight back once they stop it. Well, what if when you stop it, you pick up our product, right? That's 75 bucks a month and it helps your body continually continue to naturally produce that GLP-1 hormone. I don't know, just a thought process, right? And then you do our gut collective to get your guts fixed from the damage that the semaglutide did. Anyway, I'm not dogging it. I'm just telling you facts. Like, it can damage your guts. So you got to fix that. But like I said, rewind. When I was with Zingular, when I first started with Zingular, um, I had to get up earlier in the mornings. I had to get up earlier in the mornings so that I could get some work done. Um, I have people that do eight-day jump starts, lose 15, 5 to 15 pounds in eight days, and I coach you through it, right? So I'm sending you messages days one through nine, making sure you're on track, asking questions, seeing if there's anything we need to tweak, all those things. So that's what I, 
I found myself that if I woke up like regular time, then I ended up checking in on those people later and they didn't have the messages that they needed first thing in the morning for them. So I got up earlier than I wanted to get up because I had people to take care of. I had a responsibility. I also had, uh, you know, I gave these people my commitment that they're a priority for me. They are, they're important. All of my clients are important. I had a client post a message today that she's officially down 102 pounds. It's freaking awesome. 102 pounds. That's life-changing. That's almost a whole person. So I love what I do. And I love when I get those messages. Um, and it's nice to start your day with some of those messages too. So I get up earlier than I want to. <clears throat> because those are the hard things that I make myself do to be successful. So if you want to be successful in life, you got to do the hard things. You got to do what you don't want to do. I mean, okay, let's take Jamaica, for instance. I didn't get up at 3.30 in the morning to be able to get to the airport to fly out to Jamaica on time. But I did because it made me successful in getting to the airport on time. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you could make this hard or you can make it simple. It's really up to you. It doesn't have to be hard unless you make it hard. What if you flipped the script? And what if you just said, what if you told yourself, I want to get up earlier and get these things done? What if you told yourself, if you're someone who works from home and you're in the same kind of uh, direct sales business that I'm in, what if you flipped the script and said, I get to, I get to wake up early. Do you know there's some people that don't even get to wake up? So what if we flip the script and say, I get to wake up this in the morning and I get to help other people and I get to stay at home and I get to do all these things, right? What if you just flip the script in your mind? That's one of the biggest things. And I'm making a note of that flip the script. I liked, I like to <clears throat> like take notes on what I've talked about because I, I think it's important in just being able to look back and kind of like a journal. So I always have a, always have a page in my journal book that I'm working with. Um, I'm like halfway through this journal book. This is what I started the podcast with. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, 19, 19 hard things I do to be successful by David John Kay. I think these are brilliant things. And I think we're going to have a lot to talk about over the next 18 weeks or so. And I'm excited. I'm excited to do this every week. I get up earlier than I want to get up. What would you do to be successful? Like, what would it take? What would it take? Like, if you were somebody that struggles financially, what would it take? What would you do in order to make $10,000 a month working from home? Would you make that call that you're afraid to make? Would you get up earlier than you want to give up? Get, not give up, get up. What would you do? What would, what would be worth it for you? I guess that's my biggest question. So, um, 
I'm going to keep this short and sweet today. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out. I could not do this without you, our supporters, our audience. I hope that this is something that provides improvement in your life. And I hope that you know that you are worthy of love. You are worthy of good things. You are worthy of being successful. All you have to do, like, like if God's laid something in front of you, all you have to do is take a chance. What if it doesn't work? Okay. You tried, right? I would rather try and fail than never try at all and not know. So, anyway, have an awesome day. Peace out, homies. Love you to death. And I can't wait for next week's part three because I think it's going to be really, really great. Y'all have a great day. Bye.